Welcome to another episode of Real Lives Real Foster Care. Today we are going to be looking at the role of a foster mother and how Julie managed this alongside teaching full time. Tell me how you managed your obviously a full time teaching job alongside being a mother to not only your own children at the time but foster children as well. I have no idea. <laughs> Did you see the stay in my kitchen? Um, I like to be busy. I only did it because because Mike supported me basically. Um, I couldn't have done it on my own, yeah. certainly not. Um, we worked together. We, yeah. I mean, I lo- I did at some point. I did love teaching, so I didn't what I didn't want to leave. Uh, we did get support with transporting the, the foster children and that sort of thing. They knew that we both worked, yeah. so there was support there. Uh, it was just a juggling act. Did you find it difficult to divide your attention equally? Between, yeah. You know, you felt like you weren't doing things very well, half-heartedly just scraping. And it was, sometimes it would get too much and I'd just get very tired. Yeah, I just, I just tried to, hopefully, I gave my attention equally, but obviously I could have had more attention, they could have had more attention from me, but I had... I had work at home as well, as mm. well as working all day. I would work in the evening. so And weekends just sort of went, really. You'd have one day cleaning and then one day doing schoolwork and then trying to fit in football and mark books in the car and just do things as and when I could, yeah. really. It was just a bit all over the place. What about social services? Did they also support you or did you just sort of... Uh, they did, as in they would um, have... we. I mean... Amongst everything else, I still had all the meetings. So I'd have meetings at school, but then we'd have our own meetings as with the supervisor, social worker. And to be fair, they would make it after school hours. Um, so we would do sort of four o'clock till six o'clock with a meeting. My school was very supportive. So if I had to attend a meeting in the daytime or a hospital appointment, they'd give me time because they they see foster children as your own foster, as your own children. So yes. if you're the person that has to do that then they'll give you the time. So, yes, they were very supportive at the time. Yeah, it was just, I don't know, it was just really busy. Mm. It was really busy and um, somehow we organised it, worked together, got through it. We did it, I did it for 12 years. Do you find, or did you think at any point reflecting now that there is a difference in the way that you parent your own children and the way you parent those in foster care? Uh, I think because we'd ab- we were able to put so much I wasn't working when the, my two were younger. Mm. Um, I did go back to work. I did go back to teaching and then it, I didn't want to be there. Mm. So I left teaching for about seven years. So when Jake and Billy were small, I was around. And because I put so, well, we both put so much into them, we didn't need to be quite so strict and firm with them when they got older mm. because we'd they had all that foundation of how to behave and how to socialise and they'd had a lot of fun with a lot of people and I'd taken them to a lot of places. Whereas the foster children didn't have that, you are constantly going over the same things. You're saying the same thing over and over again because it doesn't get through because you haven't got that bedding in Mm. when they're little of all that hard work. So... Yes, I'm probably, I wouldn't have been as firm with Jake and Billy as I am with the girls mm. and, and other foster children. And I am and I don't need to be going on at 
at Jake and Billy as much as I go on at the girls because they knew a lot of the stuff, got it in their mm -hmm. system. And also I think at the end of the day, you love your own children mm -hmm. unconditionally and you learn to love the foster children, but it's still on a different, I would yeah. say it's on a different level. Do you ever find that there's like a sort of a barrier in between you and the children foster because you're not related? I think with some children I couldn't get as close as I, I would have ideally liked because they're someone else's children and those someone else's I didn't really like. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't agree with what they'd done to these children. So that's hard to get past that and you just, your own children are your own children, I think. So obviously you've got the three girls and obviously they're at an age where they are getting older and their body's changing. Oh yes. Do you feel that there's a sort of sense of pressure to, for you to ensure that the, that child feels comfortable to come to you and speak to you about anything mm. that they might need or oh yeah yeah you'd want them to treat you like you know like a mum mm. and and they're the person you go to when your body's changing and yeah you, you're scared about what's happening and confused so yeah but then it doesn't always work that way but hopefully there's people around either at school or yourself um or friends of the family that they would talk to. As a being, you know, seeing how we all are in this family, there is a lot of banter, there's a lot of, you know, laughing, joking, and there's a lot of like, you know, friendliness and kindness. Do you think, because you present yourself as a, obviously as a mother figure, do you think you have to balance being a friend and a mother, or do you think that the two should remain separate? Because my mum used to always say to me, I'm not your friend, I'm your mother. Yeah, I don't line. do the friend bit. I know some mums do. I, I don't want to be... I like a laugh. Yeah. I like a laugh. I like to be stupid and I like to, you know, be silly at times. But um, I don't treat them like a friend. What do you find hardest about being, you know, a foster mum, full-time foster mum? Hardest? Um... Or, on the flip side, what do you find the most rewarding? I think you find it rewarding when they're just... Um, when they're having fun and they're relaxed. Uh, hardest, I suppose, is, um, well, just when you you just, you don't want to do something, and but you know you've got to do it, mm. you know, like putting them to bed or... <laughs> <laughs> when you're tired and you, there's other things you'd rather do, yeah. but you know that that is your job. And it's, the, it's the routine. And that's, yeah and, yeah, and you're doing it all for the right reasons, but sometimes you just don't feel like doing that. Yeah. Finally, what advice would you give to anyone that's, you know, looking into fostering, like from a mother's point of view. Don't go into it lightly. Make sure you've got loads of support, a lot of energy, um, <laughs> and that you're realistic, that you're not going to have this lovely, wonderful child. You're going to have someone that's got a lot of issues and you've got to be very patient. Join us next time when we discuss the topic of diversity within the foster caring industry and we find out exactly what Mike and Julie think when it comes to inclusivity.